Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Talking Cop on this Sunday night. I'm Gavin with me as always, Keith, Emmett, and Shawnee. Luton won, Liverpool won from Kenilworth Road. Before we get into it, make sure to check out um, the post-match show with Kev, Matt, and Robbie from earlier on. It is available to watch on YouTube, Twitch, and you can download it as well because it was a very good boy, and I got the download done very, very quickly. Um... We're going to get into this. We're going to get into it for an hour or so. Uh, Keith doesn't seem as put off last um, tonight as he did on Wednesday night. He was all over the shop. Hey, um, I'm going to talk to him about the couple of the doors because I know him and Sean, he watched. I'm not sure if Emma did, but we're going to have a little chat about that later on as well. So, Keith, how are you? Big glass of milk. How's it going? I'm great. Yeah, I'm great. Um, not so much after the result today, you know, but in general, Gav, life is good. You know what I mean? I was out celebrating me youngest child's uh seventh birthday today so i wasn't as uh wrapped up in the football until later on so um yeah good day good day had by all good stuff shani how's it going tash is looking amazing by the way it's looking great boys Thanks, i have to give you that yeah oh good yeah oh good good stuff man of many words there shani on a sunday night emma how are you Shy. Yeah. Um, we had a, a an FAI Junior Cup game today, and we lost six five on pens. Right. And the fact that it went to extra time and penalties meant that I, I missed the majority of the first half of the match. But when we lost, I thought I rely on Liverpool, the old reliable now Liverpool will go and smash Luton. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. I'm in a fucking fowler. Okay, we'll try to cheer you up. <laughs> uh, Dan Bailey says, fair play for the moustaches. The moustaches, of course, from me and Shawnee, and we're trying to get Emma on board. Keith's like, Keith's words, what was your words, Keith? Well, being a, as a You were going to do November, but what did you I say? I shaved earlier, and I left the moustache, right, yeah, and I yeah, thought, right, yeah. and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, <laughs> no, as a bald man, I said, it yeah. looks a bit more sinister when I have a moustache. <laughs> 
because at least you have hair and you can sort of dress it up a bit and you can do a bit more with it. Whereas I just look like a bit of a pervert and a bit of a creep. Yeah, Charles Bronson. Yeah, that's it. Charlie Bronson. Um, yeah. That was, even if I, if I thought I looked like him, I'd have kept it. I didn't. I looked more wheezy, looked more creepy. And I was going to meet child's birthday party. So I said, it's not a good look to be going to a kid's party with that. So I said, no, get it off. And yeah, boom, whipped. Right. So, okay. yeah, so that, I just don't that's... have the onions for I don't have the minerals. It's a fair play to use too for doing it. You know what yeah, I, mean? yeah. I tried it and I failed. Yeah. At least Emmett's sticking to his guns. I'll, 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 no, no, no. I'll, I'll have it. I said it to Gab before we came on. I was a parent teacher meeting on Tuesday and I, I didn't want to be walking into a school looking like I was on some sort of register. So. <laughs> 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 do you know what I've noticed? I, I, I need a, I need, I need like a blind boy to do a deep dive into the association with paedophilia and perversion with mustaches because I don't know where this notion started from. It's not pe- people are people aren't used to it anymore, Sean. Like Paul Gobley there says, Jesus Christ, like YouTube in the seventies, Russian Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't even said that, so I don't know what's funny or shame your bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, look, it is um, it is the month of November, which of course c- comes with Movember, and it is for um, men's health. So me and Shawnee have taken up that challenge. The link is in the description if you want to donate. Whether that's a quid, two quid, a five or a tenner, you can give us fucking as much as you want or as little as you want, wherever you can spare, whether that's a cup of coffee, a pint, whatever it might be, um, the link is in the description. Get us going and see how much we can raise throughout the month of November. Um, right, let's get into it. Uh, Luton won, Liverpool won from Kenwood Road earlier. Um, Keith, I'll start with you because, uh, you know, we go into it, we're in good form, we're expected to win the game. Um Luton's manager before it said, "Look, we need to be at our absolute best. They probably need to be over a little bit. But if we can, if we can, you know, do what we're trying our best to do, we we think we have a chance." And <clears throat> did it throw you a little bit that Gomez started? Um, no, I'd seen some of the the leaked lineups uh, this morning and seen Gomez in it, and I th- actually thought it made a bit of sense. I know Klopp said as soon as Robertson got injured and he was big enough, Simicas, he said Simicas won't play every game. Um, there's other players there that will step in. And he did He did name-check Joe Gomez as a possibility at left-back. And I thought this was going to be a game where Gomez goes in there and will just literally play 3-4-3 three, three, yeah. um, and literally camp the two lads. So I could understand the thinking behind it. Do you know what I mean? It's a game where you're playing one of the promoted teams, one of the teams that haven't pulled up any trays uh, until today. And you're looking at a, a system that you'd have been confident enough. Like, I've seen the team, and I wasn't wasn't angry, wasn't disappointed, wasn't upset. I thought, yeah, why not? Go with it. Because Gomez obviously isn't a left-back, and he doesn't play as a standard left-back. But I thought he was well able to do a job against a team like Luton. But, you know, sometimes I think everybody except for Liverpool fans has had this playing game penciled in and earmarked for a long time um as a as a scalp and I think Luton probably surprised a lot of us um with not how they play because I don't think they were great. I don't think they're a great side but how they didn't roll over um which I suppose is credit to them as well in some way. Yeah Charlie before we get into Liverpool I suppose do you give credit to Luton in this? I think you do. I think you know they're Yeah I think I think they're at home but well, like, they're down the bottom. Blow, blow for blow with Liverpool. I just, no. my 
Luton will rely on the home form if they are going to stay in this league. And 100%. any points that they get from the likes of us, Arsenal, Man City, Newcastle are all a bonus. And they've done what they had to do today. They they didn't really threaten us at all. Um, like I never felt like they like yeah man. Albene was decent, but I, I it wasn't like watching Liverpool against Stoke years ago when you know when they have the ball, you're being bombarded. That wasn't yeah. the case. It was just literally them going, right, you have the ball there and see what you can do. And two banks of four, sometimes nine men behind the ball, ten men behind the ball with a lad up top. And I kind of, the game played out exactly the way I expected that. People were putting us down to pan them 4 or 5 nil. Nobody will beat them 4 or 5 nil there. And not because it's some sort of cauldron. It's just... At home, they will scrap for their lives. Um, and today was just coupled with just too many five, six out of ten performances across the board for Liverpool. Um, like players that have been really good, just not showing up at all. And I think it's hard to rationalise because. Based on last year as well, our, our record against the newly promoted times is sides is fucking awful. And they flashed it up at Sky since twenty twenty one it's it's been poor. I think we've three wins. Um against like lower table sides. So it is something that we still need to improve on. I think today is a marker like not a complete definitive outlook on what way the season's going to go. But uh, it's definitely sort of a, a little, little reality check to say that, look, this is Klopp 2.0 and it's been a decent start to the season, but there is still work needed in this game. <clears throat> I still feel like, but look, we, we're not, we, we haven't got that many injuries. Obviously, Robinson is a big miss. Um, I wasn't surprised with Gomez's inclusion, but there is a couple of square pegs in round holes at the moment and it, it, it's it's affecting us a little bit away from home I think sports away from home is an anomaly with the way the, the results are the fucking the game played out with the decisions and that but Brighton as well was another look where you could see that I, I don't I don't fully believe that this Liverpool team is ready to to challenge again and when I mean challenge I mean go up against the potential 94-95 point the season team that is Man City and that's not a bad thing because again this is the start of the reshuffle so I just we didn't take our chances today and we paid for it I, 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 I was looking online there and that, maybe it's just Twitter but now it is just Twitter there always has to be someone to blame like you know right McAllister's has not a six and Darwin a top level striker and what's going on here and what's going on there sometimes football is just like that Sometimes football is just like that. And Luton have this thing where they just they're gonna turn games there into cup toys where they just basically say, Look, we're under no fucking pressure here to get points from yours. You do your thing and we'll see what we can do. And it just played out like that. It was just it was one of them days, guy. I'm not I'm not really into it. Obviously I'm not overly enthused by it, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. We weren't on it. And I think there needs to be some uh, marked 
improved uh, moving forward because everyone was looking at this block of games and I reckon most would have had it down um, chalked down for three points there today and it just wasn't to be. Yeah. And it, like, you know, Cats uh, is there one of those days that happened, rescue the point, just need to move on to the next game and put in a proper performance. And we're, look, we all kind of had this down. Like, we, we were all saying at the start of this block of four, 12 points, you know, the sort of way. Now, we beat Brentford, it's 10, but everyone wanted 12. And and when you're looking at the season and the league early on, you're kind of going, fuck, if Spurs win, we're four off them, you know, um, or it could be five off them, is it? Um, you know, it's. It, and you're kind of looking at City then, you're saying, many are we off City now? And you, people are starting to look at that already, but I know it's Luton, but these things can happen. You, you, the, a team like us are probably due something like this. Do you know what I mean? We've played really well this season, I think. We've been unfortunate in, diff, in parts like the sport stuff. Um, we've, we've, we've drawn maybe one or two games where you kind of want, we should have won them. But these things do happen, then. Like, People falling over themselves to write off a season and, you know, like Shawnee said, so find someone to blame. Like, it's a collective thing there today. You know, for me, it's a collective thing today. Like, I thought, and I thought a bit in the first half against Bournemouth, Liverpool seemed to, I don't want to say torn up and just expect to win, but they torn up and seemed to take a while to get really into a game. And, and when you do that, these things can happen. Yeah, look, I, I've said it for the last few weeks. It's like, are we playing within ourselves? Like, because I listened to a bit of the first half uh, on the way back from your match, and I thought it's grand. We'll come out in the second half. I think, I think Luton have conceded most goals in the second half, and I thought, right, it's just going to be one of those days. Um, but it does happen. And the one thing that I obviously didn't see in the first half, but I definitely saw in the second half was that we, we weren't moving the ball quick enough when it, when a team sets up like that. You need to pull them from side to side. Like we were just, we were giving them too much time every single time to reset into their two banks of four or five and four, um, and we reverted back to it was literally like we got all, all got into a time machine and went back to last season because all we did was started throwing balls into the box. I have to say, Elliot coming on was a breath of fresh air because he, he he moved started moving it a bit quicker, and look, we got the goal from him. But it does happen. And look, maybe I don't want to say that like you'd like to think they're professionals and not that they were kind of getting ahead of themselves. Or there was a little bit. We've spoke on this show on other shows the last few weeks that there's a little bit of a swagger about us. Do you know what I mean? We look, it looked like we're kind of getting back to our best. And maybe today is just, do you know what I mean? A little, little dig in the nose to say you're not there yet. Um, but it does happen. Like, Luke, today's. Is like a, an FA, it's like a cup final for Luton, right? There's there's very few other like you could get Bournemouth go there next week or something, whoever they're playing next week, allow it and, and bounce off them 2-0. Do you know what I mean? Liverpool is a scalp, right? City might go there and absolutely bash them. It's not really a scalp. Do you know what I mean? And even United, as poor as they are at the moment, teams will up their game an extra 10% against teams like that, especially at home. Um, to try and get the scalp, and that's unfortunately that's that's why we struggle against teams like this. But we just need to move the ball quicker. It's just it's you're shouting at the you're shouting at the screen like move it quick. Like it's when we, we look our best when we move the ball quicker. We played straight into their hands today. 
I was a little bit shocked with the with the Gomez thing, but he has played there. Well, I thought he had played there a lot before. I think it's only his fifth game playing for Liverpool at left back. I was nearly sure he played. No, when he scores, when he four signs for Liverpool, he, um, played, yeah, he, played he plays left back. Yeah. Yeah, but they said today it's only his fifth game at left back for Liverpool. I thought he played a lot more there. No, but um, sure it was the same as Keith. I thought they would. Um, I would thought thought it was going to be like a a tree with Trent cheating into midfield. But like it's he's a right footer that's playing left back, which only kind of probably narrows the pitch even further, and that plays straight into the hands. Like, do you know what I mean? So, look, it does happen. Maybe some people were getting ahead of themselves. I do still think that we will be there or thereabouts. City lost two weeks ago to Wolves. Did they write their season off? Because people writing their season off in November for a draw. We're three off City. I'm not even paying attention to Spurs yet. I think it is five if they win tomorrow. Yep. So we just need to keep there or thereabouts with, with City. This all changes with a win against Brentford. And then we go to, to City and we get to try and take something off them. The good thing about, and we've said this before as well, this season is, there's more, t- it's not just us going up against City. You will have, Spurs will go, will give City a game. Arsenal will probably try and take points out of City. We had to rely on ourselves an awful lot in previous seasons to be the only ones that we're going up against. They will drop points. Other teams will drop points. It's not the end of the world. Like, it's, right now of the season now is absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I've seen I've seen plenty of it. <clears throat> no, you you don't write off a season when you're five points off the top, um, and Spurs are the ones on top, and that's no district. Like I spoke about Spurs on Wednesday, saying, "Look, if they keep going, people start they'll start believing themselves." And but Sean is making the good point that they're already running on emotion. I, I which think is fair. exactly, and I think that their squad is probably still a little bit too light, like yeah. Arsenal last year, and I think Arsenal's probably still a little bit too light as well. Yeah, yeah. They've literally only just brought in Royce to replace. Uh, What's his name? Jacket. I don't think they really brought in much else. So. Yeah, but look, you brought in Havertz to do fucking nothing. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it's still early days. But Keith, you know, Paul Gormley says they're saying all of this. If we take our chances, we win that three or four nil. So we have to get to the chances now. I don't want this because look, I'm sure there's people out there fucking doing shows or or, or on Twitter or on their socials or in their WhatsApp groups going Darwin this, Darwin that, blah 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 blah, right? <clears throat> let's put it out there. Darwin Nunes misses a good couple of good chances today, right? And you can you can actually feel by the commentary that every time he misses a chance, they're they're ready to pounce on him for some fucking reason. Like, you know, the force when he takes down well, he hits it hits the top of the bar, and straight away they're onto him going, oh, he should have been a bit doing this and should have been doing that. Mm. Fucking centre half ten them what he should be doing, get a grip. But <laughs> but he does miss a couple of chances, right? And and that's fine. But Keith. I think our approach wasn't great today, and if it's going to be, if, if the kick up the hole is is the result in one sense, I think the bigger kick up the hole is the approach that we bring. Right? Emmett mentions it there, moving it quicker, getting it wide. Like there's nothing wrong with getting it wide, stretching them, throwing a few in the box, and then for ten minutes not throwing a single ball in the box. Do you know what I mean? But Emmett is right, isn't he? I felt our approach was, let's see if second girl do us, and then. You get caught up in all the, you know, like Shawnee and Emmett said, cup final sort of feel of it, and, or cup toy. We need to, we need to go and just put these teams to bed early. And if that means taking a few risks early and moving it quicker early, Keith, I think it has to be done because I see us falling into this thing, and, and this isn't just from today, uh, Bournemouth, uh, you know, we fall into this thing where we just expect something to come. 
and we stop trying to make it happen, Keith. Yeah, I think that's been a it's been a um, theme all season, really. Um, and if you think back to the the sort of early Klopp stages when he first comes in, we're racing into leads, we're trying to get teams beaten, sort of anticipating a comeback, but we're putting enough daylight between ourselves and them to try and hold it off. And over the last few years, it's moved to a more controlled way of playing. And I can only assume, and I know Emmett said before, that he thinks we give teams the lead so that it wakes us up. But I think, think there is... Ah, you sort of said that. You really did, said it on WhatsApp. You, you basically turned around and said, look, we're, we're going to go down on purpose all the time. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Definitely happened. It's all on bleeding tape, Emmett. Don't deny yeah. it. But I do think it's an approach thing. I do think it's... Um, you know, we're not going out fasting games. We are tr- sort of sauntering. Now, I've no doubt when we play Man City in a couple of weeks, we'll come out at them all guns blazing. And whether it'll work or not, who knows? But we don't do it against the Lutons and the fucking Bournemouths and all that. And I don't know why. Man City do it. You know what I mean? Like, City will go out and we'll make shipments out of these teams and we'll put themselves into second gear then for the rest of the game. Or we'll stand on the throat and punish them. Liverpool don't seem to do that. I don't know why, you know, they, they do take it too casual and too lax. I think they always feel they have the beating of these teams now. I think the the signings that we've made, the likes of Gravenberg with McAllister, with Sabozloy, they feel that the midfield has options to beat a low block. And it's not always going to work. And I think today was an example of, you know, the ideas weren't there. We weren't doing that. Yes, we had chances and we should have won if we'd have taken our chances. But if you give t- any team uh, a chance at home, and as Emmett said, a scalp, you know what I mean? A big game, a, a game that they, they're up for, the crowd are up for, that they think they can get something out of. You know, because we've seen it. Man City win the teams and they don't have a blade and sniff. The fans know we're getting battered here today. But Liverpool still, at the moment for years had that sort of thing of well it's Liverpool we can get something out of this soft touch we can go and get our points and Luton stuck to a game plan and Luton played but they shouldn't have been given that chance do you know what I mean like it's 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 not to disrespect them and say oh well they're not good enough we should be beating them blah 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 I think you take the every team on their merit on the day some teams can be up for it more than others blah 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 but I just felt that Liverpool were too complacent and didn't really go to to punish them from the start from the off and i think it just as the game goes on the longer it goes you know you go you're looking at 30 minutes and you're like he's nil all 40 minutes nil all scrub scrub into half time nil all 60 minutes nil all do you know what i mean and it's it's drifting and it's drifting and it's drifting and you're like when are they going to score because i know they're going to score right i've no doubt that we're going to score and win this game two nil and then we don't and we're conceding and even still i'm like well you know we fancy liverpool to come back and i don't even think they've done enough then do you know what i mean it was only to be honest it was only when eight minutes flashes up on the on the board that i'm thinking right we have a bit of time to get something here but i just don't think we um just don't think we've done enough there and Alan book saying did anyone give any credit to Luton? yeah the lads did touch on it. you know Luton fair play to them they were close to getting a win a huge win the biggest win in their league and club and god knows how long and they, they didn't, you know, so they'll feel flat. But I just thought it was, you know, the goal itself it was a breakaway goal. We were caught cold and, you know, they executed it very well. But I just don't think Liverpool were at the races at all. I just think we, we took it for granted. And I think that's the biggest shame. 
is that we didn't like if you're going to go into games thinking right we're gonna we have enough to do this you have to then do it you can't say that and then just start to coast through it and i felt liverpool coasted a bit today mm. um people are mentioning the the Luton fans and stuff like that we'll get i will get back to that later i promise you Terex says klopp said there was zero counter presses in the first half i don't know why but we will review and address it i take that personally um Shawnee, just quickly on, on, on the, the outlook from Liverpool. It, you know, like when we play at home, right? If you watch us at home against any team, we probe, we might take a couple of shots, we might put a few out wide, we might try to play through them. We vary it as much as we possibly can. And then teams don't know which way are going to come from them. And then we, we invariably get goals. Do you not? Do you see this when it comes to like you? You you came up with this. You you read the stat there. What one win against a, a newly promoted side since twenty twenty one? Three three wins or three wins, wherever it is. Right? Um, yeah, or, I think it might be a one away win against them. Right? Yeah. But do you see this? And I'm only saying it because of Barmouth the night and they're not newly promoted, but they're a lesser side. Liverpool don't seem to vary. They seem to just keep playing this kind of way and kind of going, ah, but we'll get something in the end because look at all the players we have. It is something when you look at Klopp, Klopp, Klopp's not touching on the style of play there. I think he's touching on the tempo. And I think if the if the tempo s- simmers, it gives Luton a chance, it gives other teams a chance. And he, he does have to address that, Shiny. Without, without going off the wall, fucking let's cry from the rooftops. It's something that has to be addressed, isn't it? Yeah, but Gav, like... I think people probably <coughs> last year, and I remember, I remember last year watching nearly every team overrun us and out walk us, and that was the most restraining part of me about last season. But that's not kind of what happened today. We look, we three or four chances in the first half that we don't take. Jota should score, and I think Darwin should get at least one out of three chances that he has. And in games like that, the fourth goal, I, I hate it. Sounds cliche. Yeah, no, it's the truth. But it is the, like. You always think yourself away from home against the lesser size. An early goal and you're on the pig's back. And when it doesn't come, confidence will grow on their end that they can snatch something because at the end of the day, a point is a win there for them. And we just don't take our chances. It's as simple as that. I mean, you're not taking your chances, you leave yourself. And it's that, that's it. I don't, think there was, I don't think there was any real fucking big systematic issue today that didn't allow us to win the game. We created chances. One thing that did kind of annoy me was and I was shocked that Klopp didn't make the adjustment was after about a half an hour I was watching Trent walking around in midfield getting the ball off Gomez there was left back and I'm like going, what, why is he there like the, I understand you can invert them if you're probably getting overrun or they walked in midfield but that wasn't the case and there was loads of space on that right hand side where Trent normally occupies and I'm thinking how hasn't Klopp seen that yet and just left Trent there? He doesn't need to be in there because we have players like Ravenberg and Sabotoy now who can carry the ball into the middle or, or break a line with a pass or, or break a line with carrying the ball. We're not overly reliant on Trent to create from midfield anymore. So why is he in there? Because he's not affecting games from in there enough for me. Um, and I, I was just, I was a little bit miffed that that wasn't something that neither of us him or seem to make any adjustments but when it clearly uh, they were so narrow that uh, the game required width from Liverpool and it's something that we never did and I think you take the width away when your worried players are Jota and or Nunes because they're two lads that like to be close to goal and through the middle 
And on top of that, Sabozlai, who's been very good, didn't perform. And Salah was Salah was poor as well. So, like, it's perfectly... You can see exactly why we didn't take all three points today. It, it, I, don't, I don't think it was an application of an attitude thing, to be honest with you. I just think it was with players not at that game. I don't, I don't, I, it didn't seem like to me an attitude. It, it, it didn't read to me like Bournemouth the way last year after we beat United yeah. 7-0 where we just showed up and thought that they'd roll over. I didn't get that from Liverpool today. I, I seen intensity in parts and I seen probably Liverpool playing within at third gear thinking this will take over because we created chances. We just didn't take them. Um, and, and that's, that's the way the game went. They score off the back of one of their corners. Like it wasn't like the character. It's just one of them things that fucking happens. Like I don't want to read too much into it. I just thought there was too many non-performers today for Liverpool, uh, and that's gonna hurt it when four or five of our lads who have been really at it this year went there. I thought Gravenberg was was decent. I thought. Yeah. Look like something was gonna come through him, but like yeah, he was inje- he injected pace a couple of times. Yeah. That, and... that, chance, that chance from Jota. Yeah, I know he gives the key by the eyes, but I'm thinking go across the goal there, like and, and oh, I'm just thinking you're trying to be clever, and it's a good save to keep. And I'm just thinking nine times out of ten, Jota's Jota nets that. Yeah, uh, we, we get on to Darwin, and look, I fucking love Darwin. I know people are saying it's potentially offside, but we he he has to clean up. He's got to tidy up. Yeah, aspect. put it in the net, and we discuss it later. Yeah, but well, he he has to he has to tidy up with that. He, he, that happens way too often, lads. And I'm sick of the chaos. Show I am. I'm sick of it. I fucking hate it. And I know he's saying the commentator is getting on his back, but that's because he's still missing chances like that. He's he's still miss. And as long as he's missing chances like that. That Gondigger on his back. No striker doesn't miss chances, but it just, let's be honest, lads, it's it's one too many for him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one, the one that, the one that drops and he puts it way out, way over the bar. Like, yeah, I'm not mad at that. Put it I'm in the net. Put it in the net. But, but the one, the one, the one early where it's played through to him, he takes a good touch. He hits a shot. He hits the corner of the bar and the post goes up in the air. Good chance. Good hit. Unlucky. Right. Half That's, chance. It is. That's yeah, a it's, it's 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 three quarters of a chance. He bobbles up Bob's toy and he takes it quick. Yeah. And, like, 
that's the type of finish you need. But, but it's not that guy. It's it's happening games, right? When my train far up and we laugh it off. But that that today is fucking. It was a shocking finish. I don't oh, no, the, the, the one where he skies it is a shocking finish. That's a, I have no problem with that. <clears throat> I had got a problem with I had got a problem with the reaction to the one where he misses early, where he hits the bar. I, I'm not trying to cause a pile on here with, with, with Darwin. He's young. I, I, I do think he is. He, if he can just clean that up, then that's when he goes to the the, the upper echelons of strikers. Yeah, because like if, if he puts that in... It's the, game it's, over. Well, someone someone says actually it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have stood anyway. No, yeah, because... You worry about that later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you score and we we discuss it later. That's what I'm saying. But look, he had an off day. Um, he was unfortunate with a couple of bits. Salah, Salah missed his header. Yeah, the Salah the, the header's a ball <laughs> from Salah mean? as well. Yeah, <laughs> that, <that's laughs> just on way. just on just on the goal, just on the oh, goal. Man, Salah at the back post and that's gone the roof of the net. Like yeah. it's just it's it's happened. Nah, it, it happens too much. Yeah, Darwin. it's a series of things oh, in that one. In fairness, Salah should get the header on target, but Darwin should knock her in the net, and then we'll see what happens after. But on their goal, Emma, um, I was fuming because it goes in the box, it's headed, they all start appealing, right? And now, stop, right? And stop and put their hands up and just stand there, right? Now, years ago, it was always played to the whistle, right? But in this day and age of football, you don't even fucking forget the whistle. Just keep fucking playing because they'll be watching on cameras and they'll bring it back if they have to. Don't ever stop. Don't wait, look for a whistle, just keep going. But when it hits your man, it's never a penalty anyway, but when it hits your man, it drops, it comes out the edge of the box, there's a tackle goes in where, um, I can't remember on the, who on the edge of the box. I think it was, was it? Maybe lost it and it's, I think, McCallis was the last man, I think. But McCallis, I can't make the challenge. Right. Yeah, but, but the thing is, like that ball comes out Goes into a tackle. A fella takes two touches, right, and runs away with it. I think it might have been Barkley actually. Um, and Liverpool are all standing in the box, still standing in the box. Now, in fairness, from there on in, it's a good ball out wide. It's a brilliant ball across goal. It cuts Allison out altogether, and your man makes a good finish. But Emma, like we forget styles of play and forget everything else. When that hits your man, if it's not a fucking, if it's not going to be given, or it might need to be looked at later. You go and you get, you know, go for the ball that's dropping. Make get back, but he didn't, Emma, and it was a poor, poor goal to concede. I mean, you you can appeal and run at the same time. I don't know whether they've ever tried it, like, but like the fact it it's unforgivable that they they all essentially stopped Van Dijk, Canate, like it was just. I, they had me convinced that it was going to be a nailed on penalty. When even when they scored, I thought, "Now this is a penalty." They wouldn't have stopped if it wasn't a blatant handball. Like, and then to see what it was, it's schoolboy stuff. Sorry, and to leave the two lads at home, two, three on two, whatever, is un- unforgivable. And if not even if it was Van Dijk, somebody needs to try and get back. Uh, I, I I don't know who it was that, that got back in the end, but look, like you said, it was a great ball in and it was a nice finish. It's 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 hard to be Alison like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know but the whole and point I is they, I, don't they don't... Happened, I, I don't know what happened with him. He just seemed to keep his arms down by his side. I'm not criticizing him. But it was like was he distracted at the fact that he thought it was gonna be pulled back? I don't know. It was just like there was it wasn't everybody wasn't fully committed. 
Yeah, but, um, and I was I was yeah. I was half wondering when I seen Alison was he was he concerned your mum was going to take a touch around him, and maybe something. But it should never get to that. You know, if if the players are switched on and not waiting for a, a whistle or whatever, because we've seen it so many times, the whistle doesn't go. You have to like even in offsides, you have to keep going in the hope that it'll be called back at some stage. I thought it was an awful goal to give back. And, anyway. I, and it needed to be a nail. Like he needed, he would have need, yeah. nearly needed and to catch the ball yeah, for them to pen. rule out a goal and give yeah. a penalty down the other end. Yeah, it was never, it was never, um, it was, it was never a, a penalty anyway. Never a penalty. Couple of players though I want to touch on um, with regards to. I want to give them some credit. Um, Keith, Harvey Elliott comes on again I think when he comes on again he brings a bit of life to us he puts a couple of good balls in he's looking to probe he's looking to do a few different bits and eventually he, he gets an assist Um, I hate to say it keeper he's, he's starting to become the first man off the rank as you would say when it comes to players coming on and it seems to suit him an awful lot more than starting games for Liverpool and it was shown again today yeah, we've said it a few times now, Gav. Um, he's the type of player, and for the last couple of years, and, and we've discussed it on this show over and over again, what position does Harvey Elliott play? Because he's not quick enough to be this, you know, a wide forward in our system, and he's he's probably not tactically disciplined enough to be a, a centre mid of a tree. But what we are seeing is when, when teams are not tired, but when games are a little bit stretched and teams are tiring, he's such a clever, crafty player with his passing um, that he can absolutely cause absolute uh, chaos. Not chaos, we won't rob Darwin's uh, trademark. He causes absolute um, panic in teams with the little passes that he can make in, whether it's the, the floated, lofted ones in over the top or whether it's along the ground. He's constantly been the one that's getting us on the ball and moving us forward quickly. And at times, I think we'd move it too slow. Do you know what I mean? I think the Liverpool are too slow, too slow. And I think Harvey, every I'd say nearly every cameo he's come on off the bench, he's injected pace into the attack. He's injected tempo and uh, impetus to move that ball forward quickly. That we don't always see. You know, um, we don't see enough from, certainly, in some of the players. But... You know, Curtis Jones has a habit of getting the ball forward quickly, but then maybe slows it down. Whereas Harvey Elliott gets it, and he's he's always looking to sweep the ball. Whether it's out to Mo on the on the right wing, he hits it at pace. You know, it's always a good pass that can set it. Or what we saw today was the goal, and there was a couple of other passes that he put in. And um, those he puts one in, doesn't he? For is it Gakbo does some laden scaldy backheel type of volley thing out of the air but again it's Harvey getting on the ball and trying to make things happen I just think every time he's coming off the bench now you're looking and you're thinking right well he's, he's building up a case that he can make things happen and that's all you want from a substitute if you want a sub unless it's a, a defensive sub that you're closing the game out with if it's not that you want them to make things happen and Elliot is making things happen and, and he's one of the one of the few that is consistently doing it, consistent, it, it, nearly every single time. And look, it's great for him, comes on, gets the assist. But uh, yeah, don't want them starting. I'm happy enough for him coming off the bench. Shawnee, you know, me and you have discussed Harvey Elliott, like, to, to fucking, I don't know how much, like, we were always talking about him, whether it's on this or privately. And we've kind of gone through this kind of journey with him going, where does he play? What does he bring? And and you said, you said it openly this season, like I was wrong on him. He looks yeah. stronger, he looks fitter, he looks more built. 
you know, there's more to him. But, but is there an argument here to say that because of maybe some things he's not blessed with, like mad pace or mad physical strength, um, that coming on later in games when teams are turning, it suits him. It puts him at a level above them. And that suits him. Or, as I've heard on a couple of people saying, he reads the game brilliantly. So he's probably sitting on the bench going, I'm watching that, I'm watching that, I'm watching that, I'm watching that. And it's not down to the attributes. It's down to him looking, going, and learning throughout this game that when I get on, I know where a pockets I'm going to pick up here. I know what players are tiring. I know where I can get Salah in or Gakbo or whoever. Is, is, is it one or the other or is it a bit of both for you? It's a bit of both. You need to realise, what is he, 20? 2021, yeah. He's still, still a relatively young player. He's still learning his trade. He's becoming, he's way more useful now than he was last year. And and that's the most, the biggest praise I can give him where it, when we were chasing games last year and he was coming on your corner down. But now I see the point. He's been a very good closer as well of games coming on and just being effective in terms of disrupting the opposition and winning ball up high and he puts in a great ball today. Look, he's he's made that role his own in terms of coming off the bench and being sort of a utility man where he can either play off the striker or through the middle or from the right. And I think that's probably Harvey Elliott would start a lot more games for Liverpool if Mo Salah wasn't Mo Salah. Simple as that. That's mm. That's that's Fair, the way yeah. that's the way I'd say it. and I'd say you'll have to make peace with it until he kind of plays way into the team. Like he could he could he, he could become a multitude of different type of players. He could be a tricky right winger, or he could eventually end up being a David Silva type player who is just clever in between the lines, at opening teams and picking locks because he definitely has got the ability. You can see a pass like his fucking his pass for the goal is outstanding. He knows what he's going to do with it before he gets it. He takes one touch, gets it out of his feet and clips it into Diaz and Diaz takes it really well. So, like again, like Harvey Elliott has been a consistent performer off the bench and he hasn't, not that he hasn't pulled up trees when he started, he hasn't made too many mistakes either. Like he's an able deputy. It's at a stage now where if we're, if we're playing Brentford next week, if Harvey Elliott's in the starting eleven for midfield three, I can now think to myself, well, I know what his role is now. I know, yeah. I, I know why he brings... It's more to find yeah. you. I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see that last year. And and I was wrong in that aspect because I didn't see him as an eight. But it's mad what players are capable of when there's legs around them. And we didn't have that last year. So Great point. I, just, I, I, I think um, people just need to kill the Jets in, in total. Like, you can micro fucking analyze this game to death. It's just one of them. It's fucking away from home against the poxy side who don't want to play football and I look to get you and then your lads just aren't fancy. Like this Thursday Sunday is a lot of bollocks. I hate Sunday games like that. It's just shit. It's just it's crap. Yeah. If that's a three o'clock Saturday we beat them, I'm not even joking you. I just I just feel like you know waiting it's just I don't know what it was. I I, I had a bad feeling about today. From yesterday, I, I was talking to yourself and Steam off, and I was thinking, like, I'd love us to go out with leather days, but it doesn't normally work that way. It's going to be that way. Uh, but yeah, like, Elliot has been great at 
Um, Klopp's found the role from in the team and he's really good at it. You're going to get people who don't fancy him because he doesn't get enough goals or assists or anything. I, I can see him really coming on. The same way Curtis Jones as well. Yeah. After his, Curtis Jones' only injury when he came into the team last year, he was fucking brilliant. Was this his last game suspension today? No, no he wasn't. He was yeah, back. He was meant to be back, but um, he had a minor issue um, with his ankle or his heel. So he decided not to risk him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, and he's a. Curtis Jones is another one who has been brilliant since that end coming into the team at the back end of last year. And he would have been another player who I've been thinking to myself, oh, I don't know about. Mm. I've been wrong more times than I've been right on players like that. And I'm happy to be because at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck about Liverpool winning football matches and winning. It doesn't. I don't have any like. There's no skin in the game for me to be torn around and go. See, I told you Harvey Elliott is shy. See, I told you Curtis Jones is this. See, I called you Curtis Jones. Like, yeah, but like, that's because you're an adult. It's like people who pick the ball <laughs> down the a decade and watch them win every trophy. But when his legs came off last year, I was like, look, I'm right. That the old saying is a fucking broken clock is is right twice a day. Um. Elliot's been brilliant this year. Long may it continue. Like, loads of weapons in the team. We've seen the Copa at Libertadores last night. Oh, you're, you're jumping ahead now on me. There is. There's a, there's a clear need. There's a clear... You can see what this team clearly needs. And yeah. I don't want this to be used as a fucking stick to be Alexis McAllister over the head with. Because Alexis McAllister playing in the six today... Is not the reason why we didn't get three points. No, but I want, but I want, I want to, I want to, I want to touch on. I want, it's I want not to. The we didn't get three points. There, there was a, a myriad of reasons that far outweigh McAllister being the deepest line yeah. midfielder and, and Gomez being at left back. So you can look all day to blame whoever the fuck you want. We were just shy today, and we got a result that matched the performance. I wouldn't even say matched the performance. If you hadn't mm-hmm. been beaten there today, I would have been like, you know what? You, you just take your licks and grammar. It's um, uh, Owen comes in with a question here, and it's it's, it's perfectly on topic because I want to go to Emma with this. He's a question that people say McAllister would be better as an eight. Do, what? But do people think he'd offer more than Graven Birch and Sobers Loy? I'm not sure to be honest. Emma, you know people are looking at at, at McAllister at the six and stuff like that, but McAllister isn't the issue, right? He simply isn't. I th- I think the issue is. When we go forward, we don't vary enough in certain games, right? Now, I think McAllister's being okay, solid. That's the word I'd use, solid enough, right, as a six, because he's being asked to do certain things. And as much as people think that this Klopp 2.0 is like, we're not really playing a six, what we're doing is we're playing three players that, that rotate, because McAllister is seeing four or four and players drop in and there's rotation. But at certain aspects of the game, he is the man that's asked to be deepest. Right when we when we set back up or when we get back into shape, McAllister seems to be the deepest. But when we when we have the ball, McAllister would would move forward. Gravenberch might move in there. Sabas like whoever's playing, right? And you see it especially when Endo plays because Endo sits. But like we need to get McAllister into this eight position. As and what I mean by that is I'm not saying he can't rotate in these positions, but when we go back to a set you know, get back into a shape. We need McAllister to be one of those eights. Now, I'm not saying starting ahead of him, him and him, but we need him. That's where his first option should be. Um, and that's why I wanted to come on to the Copa Libertadores because 
a certain player, um, Andre, was playing in that last night. Fluminense win the couple of the dollars for the first time in that history. Um, I think Keaton nodding agree yeah. on that. Um, but Emma, it's just about as much as you want to do different bits, you want players in their natural position when we set into things. And he is going to bring more as an A, Emma, isn't he? Because he is a player that finds lines and, and takes things over and finds passes. And he's just another asset to have there. We're not using our assets as, as much as we should, I think, is probably the way to look at it. No, it's it's like a like a stopgap um at the moment. And like he doesn't have the freedom that he would have had previously. And I think there's a lot of concentration needed for the position that he's probably playing, especially with us being fluid. You need to like who's where's he? Where do I need to be? Whereas if we bring in someone that's specifically for that position. He gets that little bit more freedom. To answer, uh, was it Owen's question? We don't know. Owen, yeah. Played there yet. We don't know because he's not played there yet. But well, won't it be lovely to have the option, the three options, or to rotate them? One, like like Sean, he says, we're playing Thursday, Sunday here. So you might want to play Gravenberch on a Thursday and play McAllister on a on a Sunday. We don't really have that option at the moment. But yeah, car is like... Is everybody forgetting how good he has been for Argentina and how good he has been for for Brighton? Like, do you know what I mean? Would would people have been saying this at the start of the season before we saw Gravenberch play or before we saw Sabasoli play? I guarantee you, out of the three, everybody would say that McAllister will be the best player of those three. And then Gravenberch comes in and performs. We're only saying it now because the other boys have been playing well, and he's it's kind of near, I'm not gonna say scapegoat, but he's the one that's had to do the like the, the doggy work back there in the six. So, yeah, is he going to offer... He, he'll, he'll offer the same, if not a little bit better, I think, than the other pair. But it's nice to have the option to be able to rotate them. Hmm. Um, and it is. You free him up. I think it's, it's too much of a... It's com, like it's a completely... It's discipline. Like, I know you need discipline to play in a lot of positions, but you need a hell of a lot more discipline to play in the six than you do in an eight. Um, and I just think it's going to give him that freedom. Um, yeah, when we get, when we get Andre in, I, I think we will. But but then like um, Jake's makes the point, and it's a fair one. He says, "Gav, what was the point in Endo if he can't play in a CDM against Luton? Why did we sign him in the first place? You know, and that's a fair point. You know, like if you wanted it, if you want, I suppose against Luton, you probably are looking at, you know, three more." attacking sort of looking players, creative players in those. And, and that's something for, and I'm not saying McCollis is the issue here today. I think further ahead of him is the issue. It's just a conversation around that position that we're having, not specifically on today's game. But I think I wouldn't, I would never go into looting away with Endo there. I just wouldn't. I don't think you need to. But I, I, but I would argue going into a City game, you might, because you do need it. And he's used to playing there. And if you have to pick between Gravenberg, Elliott, Sobers, Loya, McAllister to play the two ahead of him. That's what you want. You want the options. And that's, we're not lashing on, onto McAllister for today. It's just, it's, I, I'm kind of, you know, on a little bit of a tangent here because I want to get to someone else. And that person is Andre. So, Keith, I'm going to come to you first and then Shawnee. Uh, Keith, you've watched this fella for ages because you love South American football. So I kind of want to get the read on him there. And then I want Shawnee's opinion on him last night watching the, watching the Libertadores final. But Keith, he's been linked in the summer. Um, there was talk that 30 million was the price. 
we we were more or less done with, with personal terms. But Liverpool have kind of been respectful to Fluminense because of what they were going for and what they've ultimately ultimately achieved. But these have come back out now, and um, because obviously in six seven weeks time the window will open again. Um, are you still positive enough on the fact that Andre could be a Liverpool player, and what would he bring? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. I mean, if he ends up signing for Arsenal, I'd be saying, I show you, and he's overrated and anyway. But if he comes to Liverpool, I think he'd be an ideal signing for us. And the <coughs> thing I would say, people are comparing him with Thiago, and I think it's, in some ways, it's a fair enough comparison in the sense that he's a ball-playing deeper midfielder. He's not a destroyer. He's not a... You know, he's not going to go in and just win tackles and crunching tackles and things like that. But what he is, he is very similar to what we are looking at McAllister doing at the moment. So what Andre does and what he done, if anyone watched the game last night, he gets in front and nicks the ball all the time. He's brilliant at it. He just gets in, nicks that ball and then starts the attacks. So it's not sliding in from leading miles out and just putting the ball out of play. He's getting in, anticipating where the pass is going to be. And it's one of his biggest traits is he anticipates it. And I think McAllister's excellent at that. I thought he was brilliant in the World Cup. I think he's been excellent for us at doing it as well. Last week, I thought it was his best game for Liverpool because he was doing that. He was nicking that ball. And I think that's what we're looking at. And that's why I'm convinced that he is the player we're going to bring in. I, I just think there's a lot of talk um, there's a lot of smoke on this one. Project 5am says Arsenal are the favourites to get him. See, that's because Adio was the Brazilian link and all that, but you read some reports. Arsenal on a washer. Tim well, Vickery said we are definitely yeah. in for him, says Owen Burke. Arsenal on a washer. They had to sign fucking Davareya on, on, on a loan. Yeah, but that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Arsenal are not going to be at the point unless they sell yeah. them. Yeah, Jerry asks, uh, won't Andre have a club World Cup? He will. That's in December. Darius with a super chat says, how long is back? By Bacetic, uh, by Cetic. Um, If we can get to Jan and have Andre, Thiago, by Cetic and Endo for six, we can push on all fronts. But but that's, there's a lot of ifs there, to be honest yeah. with you. Not just on players coming in, but players being available. By Cetic seems to be being nursed back very, very slowly. As yeah, to Klopp said back it, from. didn't he? Klopp yeah. said it about Boy Cetic that, you know, he, he maybe played a bit too much. And, and yeah, and he has a bit of time now to, to, to now. But, sorry, well, but we don't need him. him. We don't need him. That's the good thing. We don't really need Boy Cetic to be there. But with Andre, I think you're looking at a player who, who will be, you know, and I think it's very telling on what Klopp wants. A lot of us would say, get a number six, a dog in there, you know what I mean? It, in a way, it reminds me of Mascherano in the sense that he scampers, you know, and that's not in the style of play, just that he, he has that little scamper, that little dash, just to get to the ball that Mascherano has. Little bollocks he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. that, and he's a little bit snoyed in him as well, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's, it's all the rage now, you know what I mean? Yeah, so fucking Andre is part of our Movember thing, so if you want to donate yeah. to Andre, um, <laughs> the link is in the description. <laughs> the Andre <laughs> Trinidad fund. But no, no, I just think, I think there's a lot of, yeah, I, I think there's just too much smoke. I think we are interested. I think we are. It looked to me like he was saying goodbye last night as well. Now, I know we will want to play that World Club, World Club Cup, but to me, from reading between the lines, it was a, he'd stay, he'd see out that season. I think they're eight or ninth in the, in the um, Brazilian league. They can still qualify for European football again if they hadn't won. But they win the, the Libertadores, so it's job done, job also for the rest of the season for them. So I think it's just a case of, right, do we go to this um, World Club Cup, get that out of the way, and then the move is done. I think it's going to be announced very, very soon that he's going to go to Liverpool. 
that's my own take. Arsenal, no, I think it'll be Liverpool. Yeah, Turek says uh, Gabby, you were the Hogan and Shandika were guest of Fluminense yesterday. Yeah. Of course, that's Billy Hogan. Um, Hogan I wasn't Hogan. aware of that. I'm sure that yeah, um, I if I come to Shawnee, yeah. he might be aware of it. Uh, Damien yeah. Spurs says everyone's saying Andre can't play as a lone six. Um, uh, and Stephen, just on back on McAllister, Stephen says uh, uh, McAllister in the number six role for me isn't working. It doesn't look look right, feel right, balance wise. We need to start trusting more in Endo in that natural position. And that may come. It may come. Shawnee, you watched the Libertadores final last night. Um, some game, by the way. Um, anyone hasn't watched it, go back and watch the highlights. It's fucking mayhem. Because uh, I watched them and I just watched the highlights and went, wow, that is mayhem. But Shawnee, you, you, you commented on one of our WhatsApp group going, uh, in fairness, that Andre fella is a player. He's class. He's class. Mm. The, the the thing I love about him as well is his range of passing. Keats yeah. what he says in terms of his uh his uh the way he scampers and nicks the ball. I think he's paid for us. You seen that you seen last night Bocca had this fucking mad press in the corner where there's about four players about him and he someone's yeah. saying he hasn't got the legs. He rolls forward him and carries the ball till the in twenty five yards inside of fucking Bocca's half and gets chopped down. He's a very, very good player. Um, and he's. A, I think he comes to Liverpool and he kicks on again. Last night wouldn't be the game to kind of mark him on because it was just chaos. It was just... It was like if you're playing football out in the fucking... In the flats or in the Astro and it's next goal the winner. And everyone is just scampering about and every challenge is a last this challenge and like you're making every pass like your life depends on it. It's brilliant. It was proper football last night and he was dogged and he was in there and he, he played every minute and he, he was nicking balls on the edge of the box. He was getting away. He was clever in his play. He's a really, really clever player. One thing I noticed is he very, very, really overturns possession yeah. in terms of when he's playing the ball. Yeah. He's, he's really clever. He moves in a similar way to Thiago where you think he's going to go one way and next to the ball, he sprung the other way and the ball is out. He's a big talent and I think he, be, he makes a big difference to us if he signs. I see what Kev said in the chat and I'm actually on board. The chances are, if we get Andre in January, you probably don't see him until February anyway or March and, and that's all right because you need to realise where this Liverpool team is at. Carragher said a few things after the game today and I actually agree with him. I says, I don't... I don't think this, and some people might be fucking flippant about this. And I'm not being pedantic when I say it. I think, I don't think the goal this year for this Liverpool side is to win the league. I, I think there will be a clear objective for Klopp to think it. We regroup and we get the few lads in that we need and we rebuild this team different to the way it was before. And we get back into the Champions League and then in the summer again, we can upgrade in a few positions and then you might be... It, 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 someone said in the chat earlier, it is reminiscent to Liverpool pre-Van Dijk and Alisson. We are just thinking there's a few little cogs there missing that once they're in, we'll be firing all cylinders. And I think that's the case. And for me, if Andre is the six that we bring in, which it does look like, then I'm more than happy for that to happen. If it's not Andre, it's got to be someone else because I agree again what someone was said today. If you can't fucking play end or wait to Luton. What's yeah, the, I, I, it's, it's, picking, it's picking and choosing. I, I, I'm one of the people. I'm, I'm, I've actually been happy enough for end when he's played. I think he's a good player. I think he moves the ball quick. He's a little bit slow. But 
if Endo's a squad player, I'm delighted. If Endo's a squad player next year, I'm fucking delighted. That that's simple as that. But at the same time, you need someone who can fucking. It's unfair on McAllister to be playing him in six way. Like two weeks away to see he's gonna be huge because we'll get to that bridge when we cross it, but that will be a real fucking eye out for people I think this Liverpool team are ready to kick on and challenge this year. I don't quite think we are. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think this is a transition year. And so far, so good in my opinion. Yeah. Emma, um, I'm going to come to you with the last thing on the match before we get the sausage of the week and other things. Um, Luis Diaz, um, he's had a rough, rough couple of weeks. Um, still, his father remains not home at the moment. Um, it looks like he, he he could be home very soon, um, because what's going on, uh, in his in his home country and stuff like that. But fair play to him, he, he makes himself available today. He comes on as a sub, looked lively when he came on, gets the equaliser. Um, we're all we're all on here going, you know, three points here, three points there. This fella's dad's literally being fucking kidnapped. And he's playing football and he's scoring goals for Liverpool. So, you know, you know, be careful what you fucking wish for. Be careful what you give out about. But if anyone wants to score today, I was fucking delighted it was him. Yeah, it was nearly like it was written in the stars, wasn't it? Um, he had his T-shirt and everything for the message to his dad. Yeah, I was absolutely delighted for him. And a bullet shoulder into the top corner, I have to say, um, from uh, Diaz today. But, um, yeah. He looked, he, he looked like he was on it when he came on. He was, I think it was only a couple of minutes before, or maybe it was a couple of minutes after. He did one of those kind of where he shifts it inside and he's coming across the front of the 18-yard box. And I thought, he's going to stick this into the top corner. And I don't know whether it was before or after. But, um, yeah, we looked, again, similar to, to Elliot, we looked a little bit more dangerous when he came on. Um, and I don't want to go back over like why didn't he maybe make changes sooner or earlier or whatever but um, yeah I was delighted and look we've been talking about it now for near, his dad's gone nearly a week now isn't he haven't been nearly a week mm. maybe a little bit more yeah um, hopefully he's hopefully he's released um, I haven't been keeping up to date on it in the last day or two there's um, been a lot going around yeah, but basically it's... the crowd that have it looks like the crowd that have kidnapped him um, well, there was claims that he didn't know who he was, and there was claims that he planned it for ages. And I think the backlash o- overall is basically they're kind of turning around, going, "Right, we're gonna we're gonna look to get him released," you know. But but even when you're releasing someone like that, I'm presuming you, the people that have done it have to watch that back, so they're not yeah. they're not caught for it, you know, the sort of way. And like, who gives a fuck if they're caught or not? You know, no, sorry, who gives a fuck on for them? Do you know what I'm sort of yeah. way? But there's been a lot of bits and pieces. But at the moment, it looks like um, he could be released soon. Yeah, but uh, look, if, if if anybody was gonna get the equaliser, you, you're just delighted it was him. And look, I think the the club and even with Jota with his goal last week, and he he lifted up the jersey and stuff like that. Like it's just hopefully his dad gets released soon and everything's back to normal. Um, yeah. you can't you can't even begin to like. When is your dad ever gonna get kidnapped in Ireland? Like none of us can say how he's feeling. Like to but to be able to go out. And like I said, he, he could have easily gone missing when he came on, but he looked dangerous when he came on. We looked a little bit more dangerous. 
and uh, Hope, hopefully, the it was f- written in the stars like he got it, and I'm just delighted for him. So, hopefully, the fact that he made himself available today kind of tells you something that you know he would know more than we do, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. but the fact that he's made himself available for this game, hopefully, it tells us that looks it's very close to being sorted and he's comfortable enough to go and play his football again. No, no, what's coming. Um, I had to choose sausage of the week this week. Uh, I did want to go for a certain manager that seemed to change his tune over the last 30 days with regards to VAR, but I'm not going to because we have a show about it during the week. Um, I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna give it to the Luton fans as Sausages of the Week. They're right? just wankers, guys. Yeah, well, then wankers of the week then, right? Um, <laughs> but if you have a Sausage of the Week, I said you can throw it at me, but there was a couple of comments with regards to them earlier. Dylan says, awful set of fans as well with some of our chance today. Luton are getting nothing to chance today. We're deplorable. Um, uh, horrible chances, Pat Moynan and stuff like that. But, look, when we talk about this, people go, oh, is there always bling, giving out about this, giving out about this? It's never going to stop, really. I don't think it's ever going to stop um, because it's it's on telly there. It's happening. Everyone can fucking see it, see it being sang, hear it, hear it being sang, and people just seem to brush over it completely and utterly brush over it. Um, Until today, like I have to say, yeah. Car- Carragher, fair play to them, fair play to him, called it out. Mm. And to hear them saying it, I was kind of half to kind of taken aback that you now, unless Sky have a word with him after, whatever, but it was, a, oh, it yeah. was, no it was high time somebody said something. And for him to actually say it in the live commentary, I thought. Hats off to him. Look, I, I, I don't agree with everything that he says or he seems to toe the line. And then sometimes he tries to be, he, he tries to be not, he tries so hard not to be biased that he nearly comes up, comes as, across as though he's anti-Liverpool sometimes. But to, for him to call that out on live commentary, I think was brilliant. Mm. Uh, and he spoke about it for a few minutes, two, three minutes maybe. He didn't just say it and then leave it. He went back to it again. So, um, yeah, fuck Luton. Like, like you could hear it. Like, and I know Matt said that he didn't hear it, but Jesus Christ, it was feed the scousers. It was everything. Like, it was just like, cop the, the fuck out. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. Like championship behavior from football league cons. That's all. It's like, yeah. But Shawnee, just just touching on it though, because Shawnee, and I'll ask you then. If if the championship fans, that's that's all they've been subject. That takes the air. But, but Sean, I'll ask you the question, right? And then told to something and might be actually acting the fucking sausage. These are cunts. That's all. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a small minority. It was loud and clear. Yeah. You could hear it throughout. The, and fair play to Carragher for calling it out. It won't be the last time for it to happen. And i seen Henry Winter as well alluded to on Twitter saying that it's disgusting, it's distasteful and they're embarrassing the club and it should be it should be called out absolutely every fucking opportunity because it's not right. It's the same again a couple of weeks ago when Manchester City fans were mocking the death of Bobby Charlton. Yeah. Like, have a bit of fucking gumption and a bit of grace. There's, these are scumbag knuckle draggers that aren't worth fucking mentioning in my opinion. These are the type of fellas who show up to football matches looking for fights. Like your man yesterday trying to attack James McLean after a match for not wearing a fucking poppy. They're not sausages. They're just scum. They're scum. It's disgusting behaviour from Luton. And I hope they go down and never come fucking back up. And that's the same. But, 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 but Shani, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Sky. 
Carragher works for Sky, right? And Carragher's called us out. And Emmett said there, you know, I'm wondering will Sky fucking say something to him after Keith's going and going, he might get a rap on the knuckles. Could it not be an opportunity for Sky to turn around and go, do you know what? Let's fucking play this across Sky Sports News tomorrow. Let's play it and show it and, and double down on it. Or do you think they'll just turn around and go, oh, look, Carragher said that, say fucking nothing and we move on. Do man, the, tomorrow is going to be all about Damon Gallagher doing this fucking sideshow circus yeah. on a Monday morning. That, it, it won't even be mentioned, Gaff. Mm. It, won't, none of it, it'll be, it, won't, it won't be mentioned till it happens again and then it'll be mentioned. And we, this is happening 30 years. Yeah. If it's, it's not going to change because there's no, there's no jeopardy for there's no jeopardy for people those people it's like in spain these fans who are racially abusing venetius junior on a week on week there was fellas like courted in valencia and nothing happened to them so that's why lads in sevilla are doing it they're getting away with it there's there's no there's no fucking what's the word like there's no repercussions yeah exactly there's no accountability fans aren't held accountable Someone said in the chat there, I think it was Jerry, like Liverpool should be turned around and go, do you know what? We've evidence from the audio from the Luton game in Kenilworth in October and we're permitting Luton fans from entering their stadium. And it's fucking as simple as that. If the Premier League have a problem with it, we'll pay whatever fine it needs. But we have we have proof that their fans have used it, have said this. Because the thing is, Gab, it's not a fucking crime to sing what they're singing. It's just morally bankrupt. It's a crime to racially abuse somebody. Is this, it not a crime now? No, it, it has it been criminalized. It's hate, hate speech. Is it? it's, yeah, it's I, think, hate I think they've brought something in that it may well fall under some. Well, if it is, is then that literally be gone. Do you know what? We have our own fucking tape. Yeah. I heard it. You heard it. And everybody else heard it. See if Luton have traveling fans coming down. They won't be fucking coming into the ground. It's as simple as that. And this is why we we were at the the Villa fans were doing the last year and we were at the game, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, yeah. me and me and Kev are right beside that. They were proper school. They need and that, they were that's, trying to get that, at the Liverpool fans and everything. School. That that's the thing. Like, look, tribalism makes stu- people stupid and it, and it makes people really fucking tick and not tuned into what's going on. Like, it, it can't be stated. Like. Nearly 70 people, uh, 97 people lost their lives that day. Yeah. How can you, how, 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 how can you continue to mock this? How is it, in what, what sense is it acceptable? It's not. It's not acceptable. What's going to happen? Like, like you said, fucking scoil wheel out there McGallagher tomorrow and there'll be fuck all I got to do with They might find Luton 10 grand. Who give, what, what use is that? Yeah, it, 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 it comes yeah. down. It comes down to if it happens. Until something's yeah. done about it, it does yeah. seem like yeah. You start you start closing uh, sections of the ground. That's what you do, yeah. and then. But look, like you said, Charlie, you're probably right. Dermot Gallagher will be doing, um, you know, know, mental gymnastics tomorrow over decisions that have been made over the weekend, and and, and they'll all move on and everything. But fair play to Carragher uh, for coming out and saying it. Darren Williams is there. Carragher called it out after the Hillsborough Justice, Camp- Justice campaign. Tweeted him mid game. I don't know where that's come from. It could be. I don't know. I'm not saying Darren's lying to us, um, but that's well. Where I did Darren... see that Dave Dave lashed Luton Elbert as well. Okay. Well, well, then, well, then there you go. And if and 
of every talking run. about a great performance and they're like, what about your fans? You yeah, yeah. and I think I think we've 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 kind of given Luton credit on the pitch and but off the pitch, you know, this this stuff continues to go on and yeah. and these teams aspire to be in the Premier League and and be the biggest and be the best and be in the spotlight and the, the first big spotlight to get of the season really for me and that's the way to carry on. Listen, uh, best of luck to them um, and I mean that. When, I think the you know, a key thing on that is something that. Sean, you would have said, is the lower league and the are lower league. I remember being probably only 10, 11 Luton were in the fourth division, the old fourth division at that yeah. stage. So you're Early going back to, well. uh, I think, 91 or something, and you would have gone down. And you're looking at a team there that's, or a fan base, sorry, that are 30 years, 30 years out of, 30 plus years out of the top flight and have gone down to League Two, have been absolute shy. And when they would have been in the top division, it was an era of hooliganism, it was an era of fighting, it was an era of do and say what you want. And they have that mentality, you know what I mean? And and that's what you can see with them. They're so small time, this club. And the thing that gets to me, right, is that Manchester City cut their allocation for their game every year on safety grounds. Liverpool get fuck all tickets to that stadium, right? The reality is the place must be fucking half filled. Liverpool get, I don't know, 2,000 tickets or whatever the fuck they get. Liverpool never do this to anyone else. Do you know what I mean? We're the only ones that ever get their allocation cut for a game, and it's the fucking City. Whereas we're putting up with City fans fucking wrecked Anfield while they were down there singing last year. Manchester United fans are doing it constantly. Every fan base, Aston Villa, first hand. They don't believe us. If people are sitting there thinking, oh, no, it doesn't happen. Emma and Kev are sitting right beside them. Emma and Kev the were sitting about, would you say, seven, eight seats in them? We we were literally right next to it. Not the way they put the kind of the, the banner kind of half. Yeah. Yeah. They'd separate about, about, probably about six or seven seats. And I think it was halfway through, and Kev might correct me in the chat there. It was around about halfway through the second half. And a copper, they sent a load of coppers up the walkway beside us. And they actually asked us to step out so that they could go to the end of the row that we were sitting in and be between us and the, the Villa fans. Yeah. Like, they were literally trying to climb over and everything in, into the... And, like, the Anfield Road end is the family stand. Yeah. That's basically, like, without being called the family stand, it is. Yeah. It's more kids and, and older people and everything. And they're just pure fucking scum. And, and look, it's, Shawnee's right, and Phil has talked about it an awful lot as well. Tribalism. I'm never gonna go away, but like, and Keith right, Liverpool need to start doing stuff, something about it. Like it's great and all tweeting and giving out about the, the but we we do start start cutting allocations, start saying look, because of what happened at the away fixture, when we don't feel comfortable allowing you to come into the into the yeah. stadium. Good yeah. luck to you. Yeah. I know I, I fully agree with you. Um but if that like I said, if that's the way Luton want to carry on and if then and I would hope Luton Football Club as a club will come out and do something about this. But yeah. because as well as that, sorry for coming across you, Kev. The the fans that generally travel to away games are those hardcore kind of fans. It's you don't really get families going to because it's very difficult to get away tickets. Very difficult for any club to get away tickets. It is generally the, I don't want to call them the ultras or the casuals or something, but they are generally the people that travel. They're yeah. diehard fans that like will travel the length and breadth of the country, but they're the ones that, you can hear them, you hear them at Anfield. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't just happen when we're at other grounds. It happens in Anfield. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's something that we we wait with interest to see what what the response is. Probably from Sky after after Carragher said this, and and definitely from Luton Town to see what that is as well. Anyway, um, we always I always ask a question. Uh, uh, we call it the one, and this is the question: Is we get full base, Keith? You like this, right? Okay. So we'll start That's with you. So um, I was talking. No, I was talking. I was talking to someone th- th- uh, yesterday, and they work at a really kind of top end hotel they do loads of weddings right and he was he gets the old free field at the weddings you know because he walks he walks there and all that and um so i wanted to ask you dessert do you like a dessert keith uh, not at a wedding now not at a I wedding don't. right no, a bit, of dessert, bit of dessert but if i was, I was only to say to you last week, the one the one dessert things. the one dessert that should be on the menu and fuck what anyone else thinks just your opinion the one dessert that you would have on every menu, whether that's at a wedding, if you go into a pub to have your dinner, whatever it might be, what's the one dessert? And it, and it can be anything you want, and people might absolutely hound you for it, but I want to know your one dessert that you would go, yeah, that should be in every establishment that you go into that serves food. What is it? I don't know. I was at a wedding last week, and it was the dessert was lovely, Ari. It was like an apple crumble, and it was you gorgeous. Said you just apple need them and a second ago. I don't. I don't right. usually. Right. Um, I was at one last week, and uh, it was about three hours between the starter and the dessert. Ah, oh, so you were so starving, but it took it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time they came around, I did get the bar. I don't like the little trios. You know them little lassie things that they give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Give me a yeah. big bowl of Hagendas ice cream, and that'll do me. Hagendas. Big bowl of Hagendas. Yeah, that's right. it. Keep it okay. playing. Hagendas, fair enough. Jesus, top end stuff from Keith there. Yeah. Shawnee, desserts. Shawnee, you've travelled the world. You, you've you've been he's everywhere. A, yeah, he's a he's a field connoisseur. He's going for a, a sweet poire, this fella. Yeah, yeah, he's the way you see this. Shawnee, the one dessert when you walk into somewhere, you go, it better be on. My dessert, I wouldn't be a point of Guinness. That's what I'm saying. You can't take Guinness. <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's what I, I'd, be, I'd, I'd skip the dessert and just say, give me a fucking point yeah. again. Well, let me so, throw a few at you, because Nigel says no, strawberries I, and cream. I, I, I'm by one, I'd go for a sticky top of sticky toppy pudding with right. a, a good dollop of a nice vanilla ice cream or something. Yeah. Hagendas mm. vanilla, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah are you on a sponsorship deal or something, Keith? <laughs> yeah, the sticky toppy pudding has to be like sticky. poison hot, poison yeah. hot with right. a nice with a scoop of ice cream okay Good, uh, so Nigel has strawberries and cream Shawnee Sun says profiteroles Avo says cheesecake oh, yeah, hasn't given us a flavour so that doesn't count Brian O'Sullivan says heated apple tart with warm ice cream I bleed and hate apple tart chocolate oh, fudge cake either. with cream says O'Shane raspberry ruffled cheesecake says Paul oh Paul's been to a few weddings hasn't he Garmax <laughs> uh, <laughs> says lemon mer- lemon meringue pie I presume that, that's what he means yeah, sponge like cake and custard says project 5am oh my god that's like fucking that's like a wedding that was shameless let me see apple pie or tiramisu says Ashley uh, chocolate cake man. says Beijan Banoffee pie says our friend Bertie uh, Melody is what they call it Keith uh, according to Sean his son is what you were talking about no, jelly and ice cream for Brian O'Sullivan he's not going to a wedding he's obviously at a kid's party yeah uh, kid's table 
<laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's over at the kids' table. He's just there with crayons, coloring in a picture with all the adults he thought did. Oh, yeah. All the hot desserts coming out when you're getting a paper bowl with jelly and ice cream in it. <laughs> Brian O'Sullivan, Brian O'Sullivan, there go. Listen, when you finish that thing, just put your plate in the bin there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, he, with his face painted and everything outside the wedding, yeah. boy. Um, fair play to him. Emma, what are you going for? Uh, warm chocolate fondant. Oh, yeah, chocolate, chocolate. See, he had time to think about it. You see, he had time to think. Yeah. No, he tried says, to say it earlier on, but she didn't come to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dennis well, on, Brian O'Sullivan, on Brian O'Sullivan's show, my dad will actually judge a restaurant on how good it is, unless they uh, uh, depend on whether they have jelly and ice cream on the menu. Oh, my won't be any other dessert. <laughs> Fucking hell, Dennis yeah. Kelly says, Black Forest Gatto. Bread pudding and rum sauces, beige on Jesus. Pavlova usually at weddings is usually a sandwich that beige on. <laughs> <laughs> you well dripping, I'd love a dripping sandwich, please. Uh, give us that on brown bread, though. Uh, Malteser and Bailey's yeah, cheesecake, cheese, cake, cheese and biscuits, way. says Paul Giovanni. He's going shit. Chocolate brownie and ice cream, a bit of cream is not a bad show. Yeah. Laszlo says dessert. It's very similar to that, yeah. Laszlo says dessert, two lines of coke and the jacks. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Brian O'Sullivan's just hit back with nothing wrong with it. Well, we think it is. Yeah, uh, well. Me dead mate. Uh, we update. sat at the adult tables. We don't get the cheese. Yeah. Bertie says, uh, my dead mate is getting married next week. He has brownie and ice cream for desserts. Of course, that is his mate that died, but he's all right now. Uh, one of the best lions <laughs> on this podcast for a long, long time. Um, so there you go. I, th- I didn't know if that's you know, gather some momentum, but it actually yeah, well, did. You're a quick guy, 20 past 11 now. I know, I know yeah. Yeah. I know. yeah. And do you know what I have in the fridge? I've only realised I have a brunch in the fridge. I love a brunch. Uh, they've ruined it. They've got rid of too much of the biscuit off it. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I like a brunch. I like a brunch. I like a no, brunch. No, no, it's still nice. Just, just, but they've, they've, not, yeah, they've put back on the biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Do you see, you can buy, um, you just, you know, like the, the kill pops, you know, the fucking, you know, kill pop, yeah. I love a kill pop, yeah. Yeah, but you know the way you used to buy them in the freezers, right? Freeze rocks and live on the way You know the way you buy them in the, in the freezer? You, I was down in the shop the other day and they're just in bags now. You know, like the 10 yeah, of them or 12 of them. Yeah. We used to get, we used to, uh, they're just liquid, then you just go home and put them in your freezer. No, but it's yeah, the inside of your lips on them. Yeah. There's a little, in Drimna, I don't know whether anybody from Drimna is listening, but in Drimna, there was a little, bird deal now, there was a, there was a little shop in the middle of the, a little oh, shop. Down the down the yeah. And you used to ask for, uh, we call them kill pops as well, yeah? Yeah. But you could say uh, a soft kill pop or a hard kill pop. Oh, yeah. You used to have you used to have the soft ones in the fridge. You used yeah. to bend them over your finger like that and bite them in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little squeeze They were real, uh, real refreshing when they were cold. Yeah. If you didn't want to be biting into a fucking kill pop. Yeah, Jerry oh, 10. Jerry 10's so. giving out fuck. He says, loop the loop, one pound, one euro 40 now. Ireland is fucked. There you go. Um, you know what they used to love? I don't know what they're called now, obviously, because they changed the name there used to be a thing called a 4x4, four four, and it was literally a big, huge cone ice cream with chocolate and ice cream. It was a big cone, but it used to be called a 4x4. Four four. It used to be fucking... I don't know what that like, called. Like now. a big oversized Cornetto. Yeah, a big giant Cornetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the plastic thing that sat on top looked, looked like a fucking yeah. tumbler glass. It was that yeah, big. They, 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 yeah, yeah, they were lethal. 
literally this week we better leg it because this could go for hours uh, we yeah. just go down these rabbit holes but anyway um anything else before we go emma no, I'll no. just smash the news during the weekend, get back on the horse. Good stuff. Shani? Yeah, if you haven't, jump on and uh, down to the boys with the runnies. Yeah. Again, if, if you haven't got the readies, I understand time of year and all of that, and times are hard, just at least share it and get yeah. it out. Because, yeah. uh, again, it's for a good cause. And if you can't raise money, we we'll raise awareness. So, yeah. I'm not fucking doing this for nothing. I know I think I might like it, but yeah. um, yeah. Oh, it's a bit more, uh, it's a bit, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you back to a line. This is an inside joke that the boys might, people say I look like Troy Hawk, but I'm starting to look more like Shy Hawk. Yeah, you, know? you do. <laughs> I, do you know what? I've, I'm looking at myself on the screen and I'm like, geez, you look like a young Des Lion. <laughs> anyway um keith anything else before we go no no nothing nothing we could finish on the line gav if you had this line i don't know what what was his line are you joking me no i can't remember from match of the day was it supposed to go do you think it all do you think it's all over it is now was that it wasn't his line yeah, was he always used to say that when, the, when he used to do the Premier League on ITV remember you two used to be Beautiful Day was the opening did he yeah I never I knew he said that what it is now jeez I never knew he said that I'm not going to use it but I didn't I'll have to go back and look at that <laughs> yeah. um, but look before we go rest of the week um, tomorrow we, of course we bring your three topics from the weekend and we'll have a look at them uh, Phil P and Davo I think are on that uh, Tuesday night we're going to have a big chat around the PGMOL um, what's going on what can be done uh, my bar mouse is the death but come along and um, we'll have a couple of guests on that Wednesday we're going to preview Toulouse uh, Thursday we're going to do a match reaction to Toulouse as well and uh, back for Sunday for post-match versus Brentford and this Sunday night show as well the, the YouTube memberships are now open um, they're open we're not they're not going to k- they are open now but the shows regarding members aren't going to kick in until possibly after the international break, give everybody a chance to sign up and stuff like that. You will still be getting your three shows a week free. You will still get all your shows downloadable the following day. Um, we are going to bring three or four shows a week for members only. We're working on a six-part series for every month as well for on different topics and different things. So there's plenty of people in there tonight that have become members. Tom Boland, Ashley, Jerry, Brian, uh, two Bryans, uh, Watkins, Brian Jardine, uh, Gavin Walsh, Dan Bailey... Um, let me see I don't want to miss anyone Scouts or P Garrett Church so there's loads of people that have become a member 399 a month and as I said it's just a different way of getting um, the Talking Cup but all if you just want if you don't want to become a member you will still get all your shows downloadable but if you want to support us become a member you just hit the join button on YouTube and you will get those membership or those member shows every week and you will be getting extra shows and extra series as the months days weeks months go by um that has been it i really enjoyed it luton won liverpool won it's a draw we take it we move on and um we talk to you soon they think it's all over it is now Podcast Network.